from the creators of Relevant Magazine, this is The Relevant Podcast. It's a week of Wednesday, May 2nd, 2018, and it's a special edition of the Relevant Podcast. Wow, wow, wow. I'm wow. your host, Cameron Strang, and here with me in our Orlando studios, Eddie Big Cat Coffold. So my name is the same still. Uh huh. Okay, everything else is weird. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Over there on the Skype line from Loverland, Virginia, Jesse Carey. Hello, hello. Joining us from Nashville, Tennessee, author, podcaster, uh, speaker, our newest cast member. Friend. Annie F. Downs. Yeah, I just didn't know how many words you were going to say. Good morning, yeah, Jess. Happy going. Wednesday. He was censoring a lot of things. And all the way yeah, from the new producer room behind the window, our illustrious producer on the ones and twos, my brother Chandler Strang. Hello. Let's give that. Let's give that last part another run. All the way from Purgatory, <laughs> <laughs> Cameron's brother. I can't. Strang. I can't see him. I mean, there is a window. Oh, there he goes. Yeah, like, I, um, so here's what's going on, uh, listeners. You know, we had our live 600th episode last Friday. It was like 20 minutes ago. It, it really was. Yeah. Uh, live show celebrating 600 episodes. Uh, a lot of you joined us, uh, tuned in live. You watched on Facebook Live or Instagram Live. Um, a lot of you, you know, we, we, we released it unedited. Uh, John Mark McMillan was with us. It was a lot of fun. We had a live studio audience. Oh, yeah. And we announced deep into the show deep. that starting with 601, things were going to change. Uh, what we are trying right now is a grand experiment for the month of May. Yeah. We are thinking Ooh. about permanently going to two shows a week. Yeah. Oh. So for May, we're going to, we're going to give it a, the old, the old gung ho, the old try, the, the old college old, try, the old college try. That's what I was looking for. <laughs> the old gung ho. <laughs> the old heave gung. What? No. So we're trying two shows a week. What we're going to do is release the show on Wednesday and on Friday. Here's why. Ready? Why? Uh, the good thing about analytics is you can see how long people listen to the show. You can see how many people listen. You can see where they're listening from, all that kind of stuff. Yeah. Uh, we've been releasing shows that were about two hours long for the last several years. God willing, two hours. And what we learned was most of you listened for the first hour. <laughs> yeah. Oh. Yeah, yeah. And are out pretty, Whoops. pretty much. So what we're thinking is... What happens after the first... Well, we, we started talking about we started talking to people about this okay, and they're yeah. just like, well, it's the commute. Oh, it's uh, mowing the lawn. It's, I love the show. Right. It's just, I got an hour. Right. And ah. then when they're, you know, then it's played, it goes down in their iPod and, or their phone or whatever. And so the next show, you know, whatever. So they uh-huh. want to listen, but it's about an hour is the bandwidth. So we're yeah. thinking instead of doing one, two hour show a week, what if we split it to two, one hour shows a week? It's a grand experiment. Mm-hmm. You guys are now part of this. Yes. Yeah. We no. are beta testing. So, so, so each episode goes less from like having to watch a Lord of the Rings film into, mm-hmm. you know, like a, a tight breaking bat, basically. We just basically want to infiltrate your daily routine, yeah. not your weekly routine. And nothing. That's a great sentence. Nothing is going to like change dramatic. I mean, like we're going to be the same craziness. None of your favorite parts of the show are gone. No, they're just being split up. Yeah. So instead of go ahead. Well, I was going to say we should say the other major change to the show. uh, This is a minor note. It's going to be now Survivor format. One cast member will be voted (laughs) off every week. And replace. Till the, till the end of May when it is just There's one of us left. Chandler. There's no it's just going to be Chandler. It's just Chandler. That was going to be my guess it too, actually. It's just Chandler giggling and playing well, that's his... That's why he's in. He already started he himself in a room by himself. Yeah, you know, it's like, yeah. yeah. He's going to give us all the old gung-ho. Kick us off the show. 
Chandler still, <laughs> still though the the relevant podcast network show that I want. Yeah, and this is not a joke, but yeah. that would really is Chandler gets 30 minutes. No one produces it for him. No. Like he just does what he wants for a half hour and releases it. And he goes some and, dark places. Oh, that's what I want. Or it's just like, Hey, I did like a remix of the yodel kid and he just like plays it or whatever he does. Getting some traction on the internet. Yeah. What, what he's yeah. interested in with finance. I mean, just anything. It's just, the he just uh, remodeled his townhouse. Uh, he got some new wood floors. Right. Right. In. Just right. Talk about See, some that's laminate. the kind of stuff. I'm so, with you. So yeah. the new that's format, what we're thinking is again, grand experiment. The Wednesday show is going to have, in case you missed it and you know, a, a guest like tickling a, a guest and, oh, yeah. and the, uh, nope. and the listener feedback. That'll be the Wednesday show. The Friday oh, show okay. is going to be, uh, slices the other mm-hmm. guest oh. and listener of the week. That'll be yeah. the Friday show. Oh, now I do so it's like the same the, show just split into two. Just have these. Yeah. So people are really, yeah. so when's the question of the week then happen on uh, Wednesday? That would be the Wednesday show. Yeah. So people will still have the and, one week to get their question, like their responses. Mm-hmm. Yeah. In. Yeah. Well, it's uh, a whole thing. When do it's we think, man? When do we just get goof around free skate time? Is that uh, hey, 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 now? Eddie, oh, one more question. Yeah. Hey, one more question. Yeah, ahead, and Justin. we're going to have to vote you off. Okay. <laughs> I feel like we laid this out pretty clear. I feel like yeah. it's not that complicated. And we uh, had a long show. We cut it in half. Now it's two. Okay. So That's all you the need other, know. the other grand experiment is within two weeks. Yes. Video, video of the relevant podcast. What? Yeah. No, thank you. No, it's happening. <laughs> I didn't like it when we did it the first time, and I don't like it now. Well, it's it's the the ship has sailed. The train has left the station. I got into what? podcasting because I felt as though my look lent itself to an audio hey, format. You have a branded polo shirt now, mm-hmm. and we got to put that on TV. I just saw the headshots that you guys took. Yeah. I'll never yeah. use them. I can't ever. Why? Oh, no. Too much. Why? Well, they're fine. I just can't handle it. Too all. much. What do you mean? What do you what mean? Too much? What are you talking about? It's just too the whole thing. I can't. I like. I don't like seeing it all. I just like the audio. Well, then we'll redo it. No, no. I don't think it's the photographer issue. I think it's the f- photographed issue. I just well, don't like. Let, it. let me Wait, ask this: I don't Is it only you're you? Because you, 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 you're saying the photos that they took during the podcast show. You're acting like one of us. One of our looks was highly disturbing. No, to no, you. no, no. I was a shot afterwards. No, Remember after the show. Okay. Uh, they we took cast photos on the couch. I don't want to get too deep yep. into my junk, but they, I just don't they, like the way at all. I just don't. I like to be heard, not seen. We can crop it tighter. <laughs> no, I don't want to be airbrushed. I don't want to like have my waist I'm, brought in. No, I'm not, <laughs> I'm not saying that. I've, I've requested. I've requested uh, that mine is heavily touched up. Heavily I mean, I would like. Yeah. I would like more facial hair. I would like a monocle. All like yeah. I didn't know we we're doing the head shifts. I would have borrowed accessories, but I'm just going to leave it to the wizard. You know, I'm friends with uh, the the people who do Darling Magazine. You know, darling, their magazine great, is beautiful, great folks, and they and they say famously yes. that none of the women in this magazine have been retouched. None of the photos have been retouched. Right. Good, that's their thing. Relevant podcast, complete opposite. Oh yeah, we will <laughs> heavily, heavily yeah. touch. You're gonna have somebody basically that looks like John Cena, right? With my voice, <laughs> you wouldn't believe what John David Harris, our creative director, can do with Photoshop. It's I've amazing. seen it; it's amazing. You should see the, what he's doing with your headshot right now. I can't, I can't it, wait. You're gonna look like the Avengers movie poster when he's done with it. I am. Who yeah, I Eddie, we here's the thing, man. Even- we should have posed like the Avengers movie poster. That's true. Yeah. We were not able to. We were not able to interrupt the constant barrage of fans that needed to take pictures with you, Annie. Oh, stop. I, That's not true. They were talking to everybody. It was so fun. We yeah. almost didn't get a chance to get tacos before you left for the airport yeah. because your yeah. fan line was so long, I Annie. Had, so I was long. a live show. That's not true. And those tacos were delicious. Yeah, were. Thank you very they much. I had a 10-minute conversation Thank with you. my wife, Brianne, who was there, 
because I just no one else to talk to. Him. I was just like, oh, it's, it's Eddie, Eddie was going around introducing himself to people who were like, oh, cool. Hey, where's Annie at? Hey, Eddie. Also, I have a solution <laughs> right, for the video thing. I have a solution Y'all for the video right. thing. I saw the whole thing. I was there too. Y'all were, everybody was talking to everybody. It was no, awesome. It was like no, a mix. No. I literally was able to stand off in the corner with a couple of staff members and take it all in. Yeah. Because nobody was interested in talking to me because no. the line was wrapping the room oh, yeah. waiting for Annie F. Downs. Yeah, there was someone. Hey, yes, Jesse, go ahead. I'm that's my favorite thing. And I was saying to the staff member, this is my favorite thing. I get to hang out in the corner because Annie's here. Jesse's getting angry. Let him talk. I know. I was just going to say, guys, I think I figured out a solution for the video. Oh, good. You know, conundrum. We're in here because Eddie, Eddie says he's not comfortable with it. How about this, Eddie? You know, I will talk to the, with the team. Yeah. We'll get, I I know. (laughs) How about this? Just in the privacy of the room. Are you comfortable? It all can hinges on the answer to this question. Mm. Are you comfortable wearing a tight, green bodysuit yep. covered in little golf balls Absolutely. because if so we can i can tur- we can turn you into anything i would like, like you to mo- yes i'd like you to mocap me into one of the dragons from lord of the rings or from- uh, no, 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 we, no, were, Game we, of Thrones. we were thinking jurassic world uh yeah. trans- like yeah. a transverse tracks but yeah. you know yeah. okay we can do we can do that lord yeah. of the rings that solves it that solves it easy easy so, i mean f- the, the budget from this podcast has now exploded to more than 15 million dollars a year because we're gonna because of these <laughs> but it's worse. But, hey, but you know he's comfortable that's what Sp- squarespace lets us do right so you know that's so, we're, we're thankful hey um cameron so does that mean we have to like look like like we have to look like something every time now like we have to like dress no, you, always, you know you look fantastic all the time you what you might want to think about okay. is the fact that behind you yeah. is a big old stack of boxes <laughs> You know what I'm saying? Right. Thank you. You might want to think Thank about you. the environment, not right. the look. Right, because it's no more theater of the mind. It's theater of the eyes. Yeah. Yeah. So, so, so again, yeah, grand experiment, month of May, yeah. two shows a week, yeah. uh, half the length, about an hour long each, see what happens. Number two, grand experiment, later this month, we're going to be releasing video from the show. We'll, we'll not be the entire show. It'll be excerpts. It'll be a little five minute here, a little three minute there. We'll be doing excerpts, multicam. You'll see the studio, which is under construction still. We're almost done with it. Eddie, me, Chandler, and, and, and uh, Jesse and Annie. And you'll see us all and we'll put it up on YouTube and we'll see what happens. This what? is a moving target. Like Media that. is a moving target. I understand. And, it's and, experimental. And, I'm into it. As soon it. as you stay still, you're dying. Let's keep trying. Let's keep doing new. Let's I've, keep evolving. Yeah. Okay. Well, I, I'm sorry, yeah. guys. I'm hung up on something real yeah, quick. Yeah. Annie said that it will go from theater of the mind to theater of the eyes. That's right. Isn't that just theater at that point? <laughs> <laughs> I know. Jesse, I great, know. Great point. <laughs> I was just hung up on that. Theater I, I was listening stage. to what you said. What? Yeah. Just yeah. when I think that we've crawled by a little mishap of mine, you ring, run us right back, and I'm grateful. I'm grateful. It's keeping me on. The theater of the eyes is the movie that's muted. Yeah. I, I'd feel bad for oh. you, Annie. I would, except that <laughs> I saw a friend that I probably haven't seen in five years. I was her pastor. I don't feel bad for me. And she was at the live show, and I finally go up to see her afterwards. And I was like, hey, uh, first words, um, do you think I'll get to meet Annie? <laughs> you think I'll get to me? So, I mean, honestly, you're beloved, and I don't really. We're gonna have to yeah. point out the mishaps because we're all a little jealous. Hey, if you yeah. uh, if you missed the live show last week, yeah. it, it came out on Friday. Um, if you missed it, you can go over to the relevant YouTube channel, and it's there. Um, you could probably find it on Facebook Live as well. I heard though yes. that the Facebook live stream kicked in mid John Mark McMillan. Like I heard that, that, that the right. first. 40 minutes of the show was missing from the Facebook live wow. stream, but I think wow. it's been restored. I think it's been restored for the YouTube. Oh, that's cool. 
Was it in the middle of him defeating me in that game or in the middle of his performance? Uh, Pre-game, I think it was an interview. I think interview is when it kicked in. Is that guy so cool or what? Yeah. And you know what's cool about John Mark Millen? He had a good time. Yeah, yeah. You know? Yeah. Yeah, yeah, I didn't feel like he was like. He I didn't feel like he and his crew were like kind of rolling their eyes, like no, like they're doing like, like a morning this? show. They like they were into it. Yeah, he kept while you guys were doing like stupid stuff on the other side of the couch. He kept kind of glancing over at me, like, and you could see in his eyes, like, I'm having fun. This yeah, is yeah. good. Yeah, he was very sweet. <laughs> yeah. Good. Yeah. Hey, we have a great good. show in store for you today. Coming up later, we talk to none other than we're kicking it off strong. Tuatel Edio Four, uh, the star of the new uh, uh, Come Sunday. Uh, Netflix show, but I mean, you know him from, I mean, Twelve Years a Slave, a ton, oh, yeah. a ton of amazing films. Yeah, uh, he's he's coming up later on the show, and then also in this show, in case you missed it. So it's in case you missed it, and Tuatel, and then I am feedback. I am feedback. comfortable with change. No, you're not. <laughs> no, no. I'm, I'm rolling. We're doing good. Literally, like this is going to be about three months from now. You're going to be still processing mm-hmm. and giving me feedback about your thoughts about it. But I'm excited about Mr. Edgefor. He is great. And I, so like the first thing you said, like on this show, so we're not, it's not like a half a show. No, it's this an is hour long this show. Is show. Yeah, this is this a is Wednesday show, show. All right. Yeah. yeah. Fine, fine, fine. He's the first Wednesday this. show guest. That's great. I got a counseling yeah. appointment this week. I'll just deal with it there. I don't, I don't have to do this on the air. I can do, it. I can do other stuff. In the meantime, I will be prepping the green bodysuit. <laughs> <laughs> hey, now we, we do have to watch the clock because after we tape the show today, yes, Miss Annie F. Downs is on her way to Las Vegas. Oh, and if you've been watching her Twitter feed and now by the time the show comes oh, out, Karen. she's in Las Vegas and yesterday. I mean, I was I was seat of my pants. Was she going to find the sparkly jumpsuit? I, I was so nervous. We had the kids together doing know, like right? devotional I time. I was putting the prayers up that she would find the sparkly jumpsuit. Yeah. Everybody, in case and you didn't just, hear, she y'all. found the sparkly jumpsuit. Right. Because you can't go see Elton John in Las Vegas no. not dressed like Elton John. No. You no. can't just wear a normal thing. But and when also, I go to any movie, right. I dress like the person I'm going to see. Right. And if I go to a concert, I dress like the person performing. Right. That's what Annie does when well, she goes to Las Vegas. Thing. When yeah. I go to any movie, I dress like Elton John. Yeah. <laughs> when I go to see any concert. When I go to Elton John. When I go out to eat. I, I dress like an insane Elton John all the time. Yeah. I'm just realizing so that. So Annie, Annie, Miss Annie F. Downs right. is going with a couple of girlfriends to Las Vegas. Yes. I was wondering if you two guys who's been to Las Vegas a bunch, yeah. if you could give her any tips yeah, need on tips. what she should do for her girls trip Wait, can Las we Vegas. talk about the jumpsuit for just a second? Because it was... I know you need more uh, on the jumpsuit. It was less... It was that there is this one perfect jumpsuit to wear to an Elton John concert and it was not in its right place and everything has a right place. And I, that's what threw me off. I had to get the internet involved because question. I, question. Yeah. yeah I, have to, I have a question. Okay. You go first, when please. did, okay. Why did you buy a perfect Elton John jumpsuit and just put it into storage that's or like, great. like why did you buy it? What was the inspiration? Was it, I need to, I need this because one day I might see Elton John. Great question. Or have you worn this to other things? And what I does have, it look like also? And what? What does it look like? It, it well, it's a one. It's mind. a jumpsuit. Theater of the mind. It is silver and gold. So by oh. this, yeah, 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 yeah. Uh-huh. It's flowy. It's beautiful. Y'all are gonna love it. I'm telling you, you're gonna love it. But it is the reason I purchased it at Christmas because it was on sale at Anthropology. Thinking you can't walk away from this beautiful of a jumpsuit for that cheap of a price, even if you don't have a place yet. And then so it really was purchased for a special occasion. It was. Yes, it was purchased for there will come a time when this is the right jumpsuit. 
Which is now this yeah. week. Thank you. Which is yeah. Elton John, which of is, course. Yeah, you will actually be underdressed there. So, so well, Annie, the, the this is your first time. Are extravagant too. Don't worry. <laughs> so. Yeah, it's gonna be something. Jesse, go ahead. I'm sorry. I was gonna say this is your first time in Sin City, and yeah, uh, tell me, Jess. This may shock you, but I've been there many times, yeah. and <laughs> I have some tips for you that I feel like will enhance your stay. Okay, I'm the taking first notes. rule of Vegas is this: okay. is that any gambler will tell you if you get down and you start to get that queasy feeling in your stomach about how much money you lost, right? Always get out more money and try to win it back. Okay. Right. Okay. It's so, your only so, move. It's your a, little only behind, move. The, a little behind the scenes here, a little inside baseball. Yeah. When we went to breakfast last week, we yeah. were talking about this trip, and she's like, "I'm." She's going with two people who work for the Ram Dave Ramsey organization. One of yeah. which is related to Dave Ramsey. Yes. And so we were joking about the envelopes, like, "Oh, they have Cash a Vegas envelopes. envelope," and she's like, "Actually, yeah. they do." And we're like, "Well, how much is in your Vegas envelope?" And she's like. A solid twenty dollars. Fifty, fifty, fifty dollars, and we're going. 50. That's crazy. You can't that's even have like hands. a buffet that's for fifty dollars. Yeah, no, you can't. Well, even I mean, that was that's yeah. pure gambling money. I just want to try, and that's I'm not two pools. Yeah, 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 yeah. But, but literally, there's like a, for most of the uh, the nice casinos, like they have. Don't ask me how I know this. And they have most of them have like a twenty five dollar minimum. Yeah. Hand. But listen, that's only you two. You, okay. Tiny dancer, you do not want to end up being playing the nickel slots with no. a bunch of old ladies because you're already in a jumpsuit. Well, and the Ramsey people. <laughs> <You're, It's> like, <laughs> and, and like I said, Annie, the wor- your worst case scenario here is you lose an incredible amount of money. Right. You pull out more money and go try to win it back. They're, it works probably 7% of the time. <laughs> it's, I mean, it's better than walking out there knowing that you didn't try. Yeah. So right. how, the, how okay. good would it feel? If you go reckless financially, come out it. winning a ton of money, the Ramsey people, all conservative envelope style, they yeah. just lose their envelope. Right. You come in, just wads of cash. I mean, like, Let how me, good yeah. would that feel? Let I me mean, say can that. you already see the picture of me just throwing piles of cash around in a silver jumpsuit? It's just... Love it. <laughs> yes. Yeah. Yeah. And Annie, what JD you do is you walk up, you throw down 300 bones on the roulette wheel, and you look at your Ramsey friends, you go, scared money, don't win. <laughs> Even if it hits red for like a second while it's spinning, they were like, they would be like, man, Annie's free cool. Or you can do the I'm in debt scream. So <laughs> kind, of, kind of a Dave Ramsey joke. But uh, yeah. and when you run out of cash, I heard that MasterCard can do cash advances. So just go to the, the they'll, they'll pull that out for you. Yeah, no problem. The, the thing to remember, if you forget all of this, is the house always loses. If right. you just yeah. keep pushing, always. you'll always make your money. Eventually, back. you just got to like put in enough time. That's, mm-hmm. that's, yeah. it, that's it. And here's the other thing. Worst case scenario. Right. I don't know what kind of jewelry you own, what kind of Civil War memorabilia, possibly <laughs> historic artifacts. <laughs> Yeah. The, you the know strip me. is loaded you know with thrift stores, with pawn shops right. that will give you a fair market value right. if okay. things really get tough. Go, go, go! See how much uh, the pawn stores guys will give you for that old musket you just been sitting on. <laughs> yeah. Do you love that show? Okay. I do love that show. You guys, yeah. I'm not. I mean, I'm going to let you down because I'm not spending a ton of time in the casinos. The main goal is this: is to lay by swimming pools and read books and eat French fries and. We're waiting for you it. Know you okay, can do I, that have another, I have another secret. I have another trick of the trade for you. Yeah. If that's the case, yeah. if that's the case, you're not really gambling. This is something a lot of people don't know about Vegas. I mean, yeah. you'd be shocked. Most people don't know this secret. Right. Little insider uh, tip. If, 
a little insider tips. I mean, I, I hesitate to even throw it out there because I don't want to <laughs> blow the lid off this. You go, you go in. There's these things. Now, hear me out. They're called comps. Right. Yeah. Okay. Complimentary okay. things. Right. You no demand point. them right. as soon as you enter the <laughs> but casino. You have you to say, be wearing the jumpsuit because then yeah, you have to be wearing the jumpsuit. You say, oh, I'm a walking. I'm going to and demand a free room, demand free buffets. These casinos, they never hear this. They never hear it. No one knows about this. I, the worst case scenario is you're getting the presidential suite. That's the worst case scenario. I, I want to. The be, best thing is you're getting your helicopter. Can I do that ride, at restaurants so. too? Because we want to eat a little fancy. Jess. I can I do that at restaurants? That's how Vegas works. Yeah. I mean, if oh, you ask for you the demand. comp, like an insider, yeah. they give it to you. And I want to be delicate yeah. about this, but do any of your friends have a Dustin Hoffman in Rain Man kind of vibe about them that might be able to like play the table, <laughs> count some or, cards, or, or is something? That you? I think like that's if, me. Yeah, I think if you don't that's know anyone, Scott, that's me, but Michael Scott. Yeah, I understand. You have to. Here's the thing: if they if they think you're dealing with a whale, then they'll treat you like a whale. Yeah, so, people so keep here, saying that to Annie, me. I don't it, know what a whale is in this scenario. Okay, a whale in gambling terms is is the big money. Yeah. They walk oh. in. It's the it's like everyone else in the casino doesn't matter. The only person that matters is the whale. Right? right? They're the okay. person they they, they goes to the back rat room and spends like ten thousand dollars a hand. You don't back have to be room? the whale. See, there's so much I don't know. Am I going to be able to spot the whale? You'll spot oh, you'll know. If you care, <laughs> you'll, you'll Here's the thing. The whale. Whales treat people terribly. <laughs> okay. they, they treat them terribly. So you need to like, as soon as you get in, just throw your bag across the lobby and say, someone get that. And they're like, a whale just walked in here. We need to comp them a buffet <laughs> okay. right now. You know, they they want to keep you. They want to okay. keep you. These are insider tips, Annie. I've done all of these. Right. And, and I've only lost you? a tremendous amount of money. Oh, yeah. Every time. Every Do all of these, Annie. <laughs> are you going to vlog? Are you going to, oh, uh, yeah. how are we going to learn like what happens oh, on your Vegas trip? You're going to snap chat every second of this I don't know I won't say I mean I'll insta story a little bit yeah. but here's let's talk insider baseball when I go on vacation I kind of disappear a little bit because I don't I'm not on my phone you so are, I'll do a little bit I mean we'll post pictures and etc so the, the Instagram's the winner. are you really flying yeah, across okay. country to just like lay by a pool because like you can just do that in Nashville mm-hmm. and well I mean we're going to shows and we're going to nice restaurants Okay. Can we talk a so, little bit about Elton John? Elton I've, John. I've I mean, se- that was the goal. I've well, seen the original him twice. goal was Britney Spears, but yes. she closed in December, unfortunately. That's too bad. She was our. She like was who we were chasing. Huh? Like emotionally or metaphorically? or Yeah, I think she just shut down just shut down. Yeah, no, her show, she had a show in Vegas that shut down. Oh. I don't know her emotionally yet. I hope we're friends someday. <laughs> yeah. But we, the yeah. goal was to go see Britney. When Britney closed her show... Then we had to find other shows. And so Elton John. And then we're also seeing like a Cirque du Soleil with Michael Jackson music. Oh, no, no, no. it's very good. all boring. You made the wrong decision. And I've seen Britney You made the wrong decision. I've seen Britney. She's amazing. I'm sorry you didn't get to see her. Is it really, though? She and I had breakfast once. (gasps) What? It's not like a nostalgic thing. Well, I I saw her during the... Her peak. Oh, okay. and so it wasn't nostalgic okay. at the time. It was just weird. That I, I saw In Sync at their peak. Uh, yeah, me too. They're so good. Cameron, yeah. did you see they just got their yeah. Hollywood Walk of Fame? I did. Star? How demeaning is that for Justin Timberlake? That yeah. he has to be yeah, part exactly. of an ensemble. It felt like Who? the one yeah, on he the left. Have his own. Chris Kirkpatrick. Kind Surely of was he's like, got his own. Uh, I was at you know these in, in Orlando. We have these uh, Pirates Cove type mountain mini golf places. They're so good. We have several yeah. of them around the so city. So fun. I was at Pirates Cove once yeah. with a couple of friends, kind of ironically. Yeah. And Chris Kirkpatrick was there. Not ironically. <laughs> Not ironically. <laughs> yeah, no. And he was wearing jean shorts and he was oh. double the size that he normally was. And he yeah. was with a couple of very attractive girls. And it's just like, I guess he was just out on a Thursday, just going to Pirate's Cove, do a little mini golf. Winner Kirkpatrick. 
Yeah, I, I have one more tip for Andy. And <laughs> oh, we sure. move on. Sorry, Jesse. But, but I feel like I feel like you're you're kind of making a huge mistake on Elton John. Okay, oh, that, okay. That's that's a money draw. You, you know, lots of people have seen Elton John. If you're in Vegas, you want to see magic. You start off with the <laughs> pin and tellers. You, you go to no, listen, listen. You start off with the pin and tellers. You go to Carrot Top. Everyone knows that. <laughs> you, you know, <laughs> um, you, you know. You you get a uh, what's his name, Chris Angel. You get the big three: Carrot Top, Chris Angel, Pin and Teller. That's a Rushmore. Pin and Teller. I have actually seen Pin and Teller the big in three. Vegas. It's awesome. Yeah. So here's okay, but here's the here's the insider trips. The further off the strip you go. Yeah. Okay, to oh, these gosh. other hotels that have magic acts, the more dangerous the magic is, There's a- the more likely you're like <laughs> you're going to see an axe, a horrific accident happen on stage. I'm talking knife Which throwing. I'm talking juggling chainsaws. They get sketchy off yeah. the strip. That's where you get Dude, the real There's magic. a truck stop in Barstow that you don't want to miss. It's oh. about it's about an hour and a half yeah. out out of Vegas. Lovely place. Can I wear my jumpsuit? Uh, it's pretty much a requirement. You you would be the whale at that truck stop. Uh, if okay, you, uh, okay. you walk in that truck. It sounded like an unkind thing, but it wasn't. No. no, no, no. I know. I know. It's a gambling term. It's gambling. I just want to be careful with you. You're still our friend. Um, hey, can I give one Elton John hot tip, Jesse? Please. If we have time for more tips for yeah, uh, Annie, sure. um, you're going to yeah. want to prepare the Kiki D part for "Don't Go Breaking My Heart" because you know that that's a duet between Elton and and Kiki D. Oh my gosh, you're so right. Yeah, you're going to want to prepare her part because he'll sing. I've seen Elton twice and I was pr- fully prepared for Kiki. <laughs> okay, so, so he'll sing his part and then the audience, does he bring someone up because he would pick me? It's happened. I've seen it a couple ways. Sometimes he has a backup singer doing it. But what I'm saying is you're going to be singing along with Tiny Dancer, etc. But when yeah, yeah, Don't yeah. Go Breaking My Heart comes on, you're going to need to be ready is just all I'm saying. Okay. So do you know it? Okay. <laughs> No, but I am going to download it immediately. Can you sing? Yes. Cameron, I think Congratulations. I think if if we ever do Vegas, let's me and you go and let Eddie, Eddie and Andy do their own thing because their Vegas trip sounds like <laughs> yeah. nothing I'd want to do. Jesse, nothing here's I'd, the deal, Jesse. Like, me and Cameron would go and treat it like two real degenerates. Jesse, we like, start. You know, we're there to gamble and go see sketchy Jesse, magic we shows. Start in Barstow. <laughs> we start in Barstow and work our way up. Yeah, That's right. gambling, sketchy magic, hard stop. Okay, I don't here's have time the, for Elton okay. John this here. is the, this is the truth. Last time I've been to Vegas in forever, but the last time I was in Vegas, I played in the World Series of Poker. Why not? What? Yeah. Well, I play poker. Yeah. And I was in yeah. LA at a Dodgers game. Yeah. And there was little signs that said Viva Las Vegas. And I was like, let's go to Vegas. Yeah. And so we hopped in the car and four hours later we're in Vegas. We show up. It's during the World Series of Poker at the Rio. And I walked in and registered and played. I didn't play the $10,000 main event. I played yeah. satellite events, but I played in the World Series of Poker. I have the tournament player chip. I, uh, yeah. I, I did, spent did, several days there. It was great. Wow. Is it true? I mean, I'm going to know this in seven hours. Is it true that they pump in like oxygen and keep the lights up all the time so that you think it's daytime all the time? 100%. Yeah. And there's no clocks. Not, not in the not in the gambling saloons I visit. <laughs> <laughs> You're very a, aware when it hits 4 a.m. There's a of menthol in the air in the ones I like to go to. Have you seen hey, here's the-, the beauty of this show and coming out on a Wednesday is if any of our Vegas friends want to give me tickets to their magic show, yeah. I'll be there. Just tell me. Just tweet I mean, me. There, there are two Vegases. There's the Vegas you're going to go to, and then there's the mm-hmm. Vegas that like you yeah. see in swingers, yeah, where like they go Molly's in, it's game. like the old people, and it smells like menthol. You know yeah. what I mean? Yeah, yeah. yeah. It's yeah. it's two Vegas, and I assume that's the one you'll be at. I was about to say, Cameron, you're making some real assumptions, <laughs> thinking I'm not picking old people menthol Vegas. That's true. Yeah. That's true. What if yeah. I am? Well, that's the real Vegas. Bet high. House never loses. That's right. Learn the Kiki D part. Loses. All I right. Think that's I think Scared that's all we money. got. What's it, Jesse? Scared money always loses. 
Scared money don't win. Yeah. Scared money don't win. That's Sorry. what you do. You yell that as you plop down the wad of cash. Yeah. And then oh just say, gosh. all and in black, be like, please. That girl with that accent, with that jumpsuit, she's a whale. Yeah, <laughs> That's right. Exactly. Get also, copper. Eating right french now. fries by the pool. Hey, right. moving the show along. It's time for our weekly look back at what happened this week in culture and entertainment. It's time for... In case you missed it. Hey, in case you missed it, this week, Sufjan Stevens and Chris Thiele played a haunting version of the hymn, Ah, Holy Jesus. Sufjan was a guest on Live From Here, which is the radio show formerly known as A Prairie Home Companion, but they right. had to change the name because all the... <gasps> Because Garrison know, Keillor, the bad stuff, messed it all up. Really, uh, they changed oh, wow. the name because of him. Yeah, they kind yeah. of wrecked uh, the brand. They're like, yeah, it's they like no affiliation with that dirty old it makes, man. It makes sense. <laughs> oh, man. Oh, man. Well, I mean, going to say about you someday, Jesse. Yeah, and he really missed the good old days when Jesse and I did. 20 minutes of Garrison Keillor impersonation. That's better. Yeah, I've had to retire my impression. <laughs> you know, it's really hard to I'm do that. Gonna, I'm not going to dignify him with an impression anymore. Uh, well, Sufjan, he performed several songs on the show. Uh, for one, he provided makeshift hymnals to the audience. Together with cro- uh, host Chris Thiele and a small choir, they sang a somber version of the Methodist hymn, uh, Holy Jesus. Here's a clip. Brought to you by the, the Ketchup Advisory Board. <laughs> that was Chris Thiele. Milk biscuits. <laughs> <laughs> Wait, hey, with the, with the rebrand live from here, do they still do the old timing commercials and stuff, or do they just not do as they much. kill the Chris, format? Chris Thiele is kind of slowly backing away from all of all that. I love it though. His musical guests, as you can hear, yeah. are yeah. pretty phenomenal. Yeah, he was one of my favorite. Like, I mean, I know he's on the he, when he was on the pod. I enjoyed talking to him so much because he's such yeah. He a, was uh, uh, like dude. the week that he was taking over the hosting duties. Yeah, uh, he joined us, you know, here yes, on the yeah. Rolling Podcast to talk about his nervousness and his plan. I've been following him hey. for a long time. I was a big Nickel Creek fan when, yeah. when I lived in the oh, Kentucky. They came through all the time, and I saw them so many times. He is so he, he has got maybe one of the best musicians alive. Do you listen right to now. Punch Brothers too, Eddie? What's that? Do you listen to Punch Brothers too? Oh yeah. Yeah, I love his stuff. So the, it's funny the week that he was on, like, so I we did the interview and we and actually I got talking to him for a while and we you know he got into uh, talking about his faith and how he he kind of lost his faith but he still wants to think it's really important to incorporate it into the show like hymns like this. And afterwards, it was the week that he was also a guest on Wait Wait Don't Tell Me. Um, and one of the questions that he was asked was about the Nickelback challenge because they were making Nickel Creek Nickelback jokes, you know. <gasps> Uh-uh. And yeah, and so uh, after the interview, it's like ends on this like really kind of like somber note of him talking about faith. I'm like, hey, by the way, I'm the guy that listened to Nickelback for a week that you talked about on Wait, Wait, Don't Tell Me. He's like, <laughs> oh, cool, man. And that was it. And that's oh, I think I burned good. the bridge. But the classic, yeah. classic Jesse Carey ending. I know. Uh, <laughs> is that the stuff that you lay awake at night and think about, Jesse? Because that's the kind of stuff that I lay awake at night and think about. No, I, would, no. I, I haven't thought about it since then. Okay. No. <laughs> yeah, so Jesse has different. a pretty strong no regret <laughs> policy. Oh, he yeah. just yeah. kind of yeah. keeps plowing <laughs> forward. Yeah. Uh, hey, in case you missed it, Facebook is now partnering with megachurches to help them build community better. Uh, Tennessee megachurch Mount Zion Baptist is part of a new partnership program between churches and the social media company. At the church's five locations, get this, congregants are greeted by smiling Facebook employees who invite them to laptops where they can learn to use technology to connect with other church members. 
I know people are expecting me to react a certain way to this. Because you're a former pastor. Yeah, but I'm not going to do that. I think this is a great idea. What? Do uh, you? Oh, no, no. Oh, okay. I was like, oh, okay. oh no. I'm it's interested gonna... to hear why, Eddie. <laughs> no, it's good. Like, yeah, me too, Well, Jesse. the, the no, church came to the terrible. attention of Facebook's manager of faith-based partnerships, Nona Jones, when other pastors heralded the church's commitment to reaching generations that have a large con- contingency of digital natives. She told CBN News... Facebook is committed to communities of faith. We work with leaders of influential churches around the world to help us better understand what are the products and tools that are needed to build community on our platform. Uh, Facebook also partners with churches, including Elevation Church, uh, which is Stephen Furtick, Life Church, which is uh, Groeschel, and the Potter's House, T.D. Jakes. So there you go. So Eddie, what, why are you opposed to this? Give me a 30-second reason. Well, I mean... if. I, I don't know. I, I, I'm going to speak for myself. It just feels a little odd that a for-profit company is in the lobby getting you to sign up for their platform and the commercializing a, a, a sanctuary experience. That, that, that's kind of tough for me. But Yeah, I, yeah. I'm i not as concerned about that because there's plenty of profit happening in the church. I just more like I, I, I would be driving people towards connection that is real versus connection but, that but, is but it's, virtual. it's still real you're still t- it's not like you're talking to ai robots you're talking to other people you're just it, it allows you to do it when you're not in a scenario yeah. that's face to face yeah uh, well, it's a way to also get the church announcements midweek you know small group stuff yeah. updates I yeah, guess. I do. I mean, I do think that's a real thing for our generation. The ones behind us is there. I just read a book about p- people who met online and blah, blah, blah. And, and the reality is that that feels like true connection to us. Like it, the generations above us, no, I'm not putting you in that, Eddie, but the generations above us don't necessarily feel like that's true connection. But to us, texting and social media and all that feels like is real connection for us. And so I do think but it's they're offering not. something. Like I understand but, uh, that it feels that mean? way. It's not. Like I mean, how is it? How is it, it is. any different? Okay, than- Andy, what you need to know is Eddie is by definition a millennial, but he is also an old man. So right. I am a seventy-year-old millennial. <laughs> right. That's right. <laughs> right. 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 Which is fine. Just explain why this is not connection to you. Because I mean, the extreme example would be the like an extreme example would be the four of us. We are all fully available and making jokes and talking about things, but who in our life actually knows us? And and the way, like, furthermore, the way that we are known and allow ourselves to be known is not through any of this. This is all branding. Can, can I can I be vulnerable like about this? I've been realizing over the last six months, like when I'm more active on social media or posting yeah. stories and things like that, mm-hmm. is when I'm my loneliest and yeah. when I'm mm-hmm. actually with people doing yeah. things that I care about. The last thing I think about is grab my phone to film it. Right. You know, and like I, I, I've noticed the shift yeah. like both ways. And because like I probably filmed a little bit more this weekend because I just didn't have friends around. And it was like, hey, look at what's going on. And then, wow, 7000 people watch that. That's cool. And then yeah. the comments and it kind of fills a void. But that void was filled by doing things with actual friends in previous weekends. Yes. You know, and so I, I, I'm not saying like it's all bad because there's like podcasts that are deeply touching and I've read articles and like there's a lot that has moved me to better understand who God is because of this whole thing. But most of it is just kind of one layer beyond knowing my name, but not at all knowing who I am. And right. so to me, church is the place where I want to fight hard to be uncomfortable and be in like a small group and to actually... But also you're like a public figure, Eddie. Are the, we have a different experience of this than people who are going to church in Middle Tennessee. Oh, I don't agree. I think that Ooh. they still... Like I, I understand, but I think that... 
Okay, well, let, let's go with that theory. If they're walking in and being greeted by Facebook, employees, we are, we Facebook are, employees, we are asking yeah. them then to have the same experience. No, I don't think. You see, here's the thing, Eddie. I, I think you're looking at it as a replacement instead of a way to enhance, right? So, like, they're not saying, hey, sign up and go leave. They're saying sign up and come into the church so that when you leave, we have a way yeah. to stay connected with you. Like, I don't think... And most of I don't think, they're, I don't think the church They're not are, dealing things on their brand. Yeah, I, I, no, I don't think the all, church or anyone is suggesting that this offers a, a, a replacement for, uh, you know, meeting together and in-person community. But look, man, if people live busy lives. It's hard to get in touch with people. It's hard to stay in the know. It's hard to keep things straight the tough thing for me the tough thing for me is honestly the commercial aspects of this facebook partnership it's not the idea of staying connected digitally as a church community to me it's like sign up for this thing so we can then profit from your digital identity and stuff it would be like during the service if there were sponsor reads and that 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 bothers me i mean relevant as a for-profit magazine and company has never promoted itself at a church we've never gone to a sanctuary mm. experience because it's like, I feel like that's dirty to commercialize what should be a sacred experience. I, mm. To me, that's my issue. I mean, I understand every, all of us have different perspectives on this. I'm going, this feels dirty because it's commercial and it's like the church selling out. I mean, like, hey, fund your own digital community group thing and keep yeah. it nonprofit and, you know, like, fine. Is Facebook paying them to partner, you think? Oh, I mean, they've got it. I mean, why would Facebook employees be allowed in the lobby if there wasn't the church banking from it? You well, know? I mean, yeah. if, well, if, yeah. if, if well, they're not, there's some. I, I don't want to. I don't want to just presume that without knowing. But I, I do know that they. The I, part of, I'm fine presuming it without knowing. But I, <laughs> of course, officially, <laughs> I am presuming it without knowing. Yeah, so. but but I, I think part of like their their. I, I think they see churches like they see a lot of different. You know. Um, large communities to profit from yeah organizations yeah but 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 again but but real quick i i i i'm not saying obviously facebook is a very large business and as we've seen very recently there's a lot of reasons to be concerned concerned about it but that doesn't mean that they can't have also altruistic motives in certain things like i mean i think it's shareholders don't care about altruism man they're just looking for volume and profit i mean i to me this gets murky I mean, it's just just the the motives of the organization and the and the business model gets murky when it enters sanctuary. But I do like that Jesse's giving him a chance. I mean, there's a you know, yeah, there's something to that. But Jesse's also very weak. <laughs> very, I should, very I mean, this soft. is where I should disclose. I accept a sizable fee from Facebook to promote them at any public yeah, because he has to fund his Vegas trips somehow. Yeah, exactly. mm-hmm. I got right, in debt right. uh, on a trip to Vegas and <laughs> hey, Facebook loan shark They loan shark me. I, Jesse is hey, listen, 14 grand into this, the MGM. If I don't say this, their lawyers are going to pin Facebook Analytica on me. They've threatened me. They've, it's yeah. scary. So everyone, invite Facebook to your church, please. Good people doing good things. Seriously. I don't want to go to jail. They're going to put me away with snow and Russia. I'm going to go to Siberia. <laughs> Invite Facebook to church pastors. Oh, man. Hey, in case you missed it, a hedge of protection prayer played a prominent role in a young Sheldon episode this week. Okay. So in the scene, Sheldon's family is hunkered down in a bathroom while a violent storm rages outside. Here's the prayer. In the name of Jesus, I place a hedge of protection around this house and my family. I command this storm to skip over our home in Jesus' name. I wish peace to every single person in this room and declare that not one of us will get hurt in this storm. In Jesus' name. 
Okay, so the so though the prayer wow. itself isn't played for laughs, the narrator, mm. which is the older older version of Sheldon from the Big Bang Theory, yes. says this: the good news was most of the neighborhood was spared. The bad news, my mother thought she had something to do with it. So the scene has drawn huge blowback from Christians uh, for Sheldon's remark afterwards. But, you know, I mean, he's being true to character. He's an atheist scientist. And so, you know, audiences are left to decide whether it was actually prayer and Jesus that saved the family or just coincidence. So, See, here, here, here's my mm-hmm. thing about when people criticize stuff like that, like, you know, as as you heard from the the clip, you know, it, it was earnest. I don't know how many times I've been watching a show in prime time say a prayer in Jesus, in Jesus name, name. Right. several yeah. times. You know what right. I mean? Like it, 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 they not that I'm a big fan of Big Bang Fury or Young Sheldon, but like credit where credit is due to an extent because they made Sheldon look like kind of a jerk there. Yeah. Right. And they made the mom yeah. seem like someone who's earnestly I mean she prayed for peace and like it was like a, a legit like Bible prayer and I think it's yeah. kind of misguided to criticize it because it offers a snapshot of faith they have you know, to they, you can't, know, they can't change the La- character last time I posted a prayer on Facebook an ad for young Sheldon came up yeah, yeah you know <laughs> yeah. I, I was signing up for my community group at church <laughs> yeah and then a young Sheldon episode was promoted to me it was crazy mm-hmm. let yep. me just say this uh, while you mentioned Facebook please sign up everyone in your small <laughs> I really appreciate it. So altruistic of you, Jesse. I love, I get all my devotionals on Messenger. It's so amazing. And Young Sheldon actually reads them to you. Young Sheldon's mom. Oh, it's the best. Yeah. Oh my God. I got to tell you uh, why. I mean, this is a real minor point, but the fact that hedge has always been the hedge of protection. Why not a fence? You can go right through it. Brick wall. Uh, yeah. Anything. It I does seem them. like a hedge is relatively easy to penetrate. I will. It, it is. <laughs> yeah. Hurricane yeah. Irma, our hedges did you know, nothing. You know, like a hedge of disguise, maybe. Right. Right. A hedge of, you know, like a camouflage. Where a hedge did of camouflage. we get that? Where did that start? But protection, not so much a hedge. No, a hedge did not protect our screen porch. No. We oh. had stuff maybe right privacy, a hedge of privacy. A hedge of privacy. A hedge of privacy. A wall of protection. A, a cinder block wall. Yeah. yeah. Well, that's yeah. why Chandler moved to the other room. Yeah, he, he, he needed a he hedge of protection. Hedge of protection. He needed a room of protection, of protection from Eddie. And also between us girls, yeah, I love having him not in this. Room. I know, right? It was <laughs> so much more room for activities. We can stretch out so much. Better. He's not in the corner, lording over it's you. Just like you know, he's in there playing Candy Crush or whatever, and it's just like <laughs> oh, he's Pokemon. Pokemon. He's Pokemon. Candy I couldn't right. believe he, I sat at a table at lunch with him on Friday, and he Pokemon goed right there. I just didn't know. Literally, there's ten of us having community in person, and he's on his phone playing Pokemon. I was a part of the conversation. I was just playing at the same time. Yeah, he had found a gymnasium. To be fair, I had just demanded he sign up for a church Facebook group that I'm responsible for filling. And I'm getting dangerously low on people, so please sign up. (laughs) In case you missed it, uh, this week, Hank Azaria said he'd be willing to step aside from the role of Apu on The Simpsons. Yeah. Yeah. Since the release of the documentary, The Problem with Apu, late last year, there have been serious cultural discussions about the controversial Indian American Simpson character. The filmmaker, comedian Hari uh, Kandabulu uh, makes a case that the Indian convenience store owner perpetuates negative stereotypes. Though the show recently addressed the debate uh, with horribly, in I mean, my opinion, it was, with, it, a, with a one-liner that seemed to dismiss the controversy as just political correctness. Hank Azaria, who has voiced the character for decades, is striking a different tone. But he was a guest on The Late Show this week as Stephen Colbert asked him what he thinks the series should do with Apu. And Azaria explained that he thinks the show should first hire more diverse writers and said that he's willing to quote step aside. If that's what the team believes is the right thing to do. Here's the clip. 
What do you think should happen with the character going forward? Yeah, I've given this a lot of thought, really a lot of thought. Um, and as I say, my eyes have been opened. And I think the most important thing is we have to listen to South Asian people, Indian people in this country, when they talk about what they feel and, and, and how they think about, about this character and what their American experience of it has been. And as you know, in television terms, listening to voices means inclusion in the writer's room. I really want to see Indian, South Asian writer, writers in the room, not in a token way, but genuinely informing whatever new direction this character may take, including how it is voiced or not voiced. You know, I, I'm perfectly willing and happy to step aside or help transition it into something new. I really hope that's what The Simpsons does. And it just, it not only makes sense, but it just feels like the right thing to do to me. Yeah, I've been reading a bunch about this and may share some of it later because it has been just... Like, a, like on Friday's episode, maybe? I will not be a part of Friday's episode <laughs> ever. We, we talk that I'll only be... I like to be on two podcasts yeah. a week. And this... I've already got another one, so yeah. sorry, pal. Um, <laughs> like, this is just racist. Like, yeah, it's not, it's not like a microaggression. This is when you... And it's embarrassing. I mean, it's almost blackface, right? Well, yeah. I, I would say that it, it is exactly... Like the, yeah. it is a parallel between right. we are, this it's is, a, it's a cartoonish stereotype of a different race. Right. Know? It is, well, well, it is mockery. Well, right. and what's unfortunate and, is if they would, if they would have taken a different approach to the character instead of making like the main joke, the stereotype, like I feel like you, you the Simpsons has the opportunity to, you know, they offer a lot of humanity to the characters once they get past the dumb stereotypes. You know what I mean? Yeah. Like, but even Mr. Burns. I mean, they, you know, he's a right. crotchety old miser, you know, greedy man yeah. or whatever. But like they, they show dimension to his yeah. character. Well, well, they haven't. He's without all Poo. with the pointy nose. Yeah. Yeah. Well, even yeah. even yeah. like even Ned Flanders, yeah. you know, like right, that's right. It, like over the years, that character has evolved where he's no longer. And I'm not saying I'm not trying to make it like some sort of moral equivalency. But, you know, the joke with him started like a lot of jokes on the show. We're going to make a stereotype and just play with that, you know. And yeah. but they, they've evolved that character into something more complicated. Even characters like Groundkeeper Willie have had interesting yeah. character arts. I don't think. I think their their approach to humanizing their characters who are cartoon characters is fine. The problem is that they're basing the 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 baseline joke is a a problematic and offensive one. I just can't believe that the Simpsons they've always been so cutting edge. It seems like yeah. they have really dinosaured. What happened? Yeah. To them? How are they not seeing this? How is it not just a full apology? Right. Cut the character because they have the best. I mean, writers. have they ever done that though? Has that ever been their stance, or don't they always take it to the next joke? I don't think they've ever. Uh, they've I, never I, had anything this my, size. My for feeling sure. is like they would almost like double down and make it like yeah. so, like we are such a biting commentary. You're missing the point. Self reference, but they didn't. Yeah. They didn't even do that. They just kind of like phoned it in, and it it, it ruined everything. But you remember yeah. on SNL a couple of years ago when, rightly so, there was a ton of criticism because there was just nobody. No diversity. On, like it was all just white people. And I think, uh, was it uh, Keenan was like, yeah. I'm not playing black women anymore. Like I refuse. And they won on the first show back. They made fun of themselves relentlessly. Yeah. Then they hired an amazing cast of writers and actors yeah. and are still working really, really hard in that arena. Like, that's the way. Yeah, it used to be there was one African-American on the cast always. Right. And that's it. Yeah. And now yeah. there's, I mean, three, four. It's great. It yeah. is becoming more yeah. and more diverse. It's yeah. still, there's still room to grow, but it's still like there's, but um, I, yeah, The Simpsons has just been yeah ridiculous. I, I feel like this, like I feel like castle. this whole it's episode. Like stuck in time. Yeah. 
Uh, yeah, I feel like this whole episode, I don't mean like in, in the series, I mean like the, the incident uh, and the, the film and the dialogue around it has kind of like made the Simpsons seed their place as cultures, you know, when we look back as culture's most sharp, biting commentary, like comical commentary on TV, even to something like South Park, oh, yeah. which I feel like... South Park has yeah. a lot to be... I haven't watched it in years, but they came on the other night and it's just like, man, it is still fresh. I mean, I watched... Now it's exactly. a commentary, right? I mean, it's, it's kind of done the opposite it like grew and became smarter exactly. whereas yeah. the Simpsons didn't Did grow at all oh, yeah it's yeah. like animated daily show in a well, way yeah, yeah that's exactly. right South Park used to be just like kind of like yeah like that's that. right edgy kind of like off color humor right, right. and now it is watch the documentary about it's how they do color, it but you of know. course it is terrible but <laughs> but it's more of like a commentary <laughs> on what's happening it's like in intentional profanity yeah. so know? his mic still works yeah. even when he's in the other room yeah. Okay. That's right. <laughs> we can't see him because he's hiding behind the thing because he just chased a little Charmander thing off the stage. But I don't know. Charmander. He has know. a hedge of nice protection. Pull. It's a hedge of protection. That is a Pokemon. So yeah. yeah. That's pretty impressive, Cameron. <laughs> I have an eight-year-old who, you know, back when he was six, was into Pokemon right. for like a month. But you know, when it was an age-appropriate. Yeah, game. that's right. Because he was six. <laughs> <laughs> hey, lastly, in case you missed it, uh, this week Derek Miner had a great response to Kanye West's problem with the. Phrase God fearing. So I don't know if you follow the the new Kanye online. Kanye oh, is yeah. something. How can you not? Oh, yeah. I mean, it's He's a train wreck you can't look away from. He's really having a. It, it was funny how America was like. You know, Kanye is my guru. I want to. I want to learn from Kanye. I want to be enlightened, Kanye. And then all of a sudden, yeah. the red hat came out, and everybody like, turned on. Him. Oh, <laughs> all of a sudden, the red hat came out, and so did dip de doo de poop. Oh, this is him now. Okay. Well, okay. Um, well, never mind. Uh, wasn't expecting this, but here, yeah. we, here we are. Well, this week Kanye tweeted, and I'm going to read it verbatim because there's a couple words missing. But I don't subscribe the term and concept of God fearing. Uh, that's a dated mentality that was used to control people. We are in the future. If God is love and love, it's the opposite of fear. Then to fear God makes no sense. That was his tweet. Obviously the tweet raises an interesting theological question. I mean, throughout the Bible, the fear of God is referenced as a posture that true believers adopt. But the Bible also says that there is no fear in love, but perfect love drives out fear because fear has to do with punishment. And the one who fears is not made perfect in love. The reply from Christian rapper Derek Miner got a lot of attention. He tweeted, fear in the idea of viewing God as the big bad villain in the sky that will destroy isn't a Christian concept at all. Fear equals reverence like a parent, knowing that God loves us, but also disciplines us always for our good and betterment. This whole Kanye thing, not comfortable with it. No, but truly, I can't what do you mean? Like just even acknowledging that he says crazy stuff? Is he the Wizard of yeah. Oz? Is he? Are we going to like figure out there's something behind the the wizard? Th- I, I, know. Just, I, I don't think, think he's, he's just okay. being provocative. I mean, he's a master manipulator yeah. and he's about to come out with an album and th- we're talking about it right now. You know what I mean? Like but, he's, but he's but master he manipulator or master marketer? Yeah, manipulator and marketer. I mean, both. Man, the thing with him and John Legend, I loved. I love that John Legend privately messaged him. Yeah trying to like talk to him hey, and then Kanye Kanye did and put it on the internet. Right. Eddie, how do you feel about it? But then John like went over text. like and said relationship. I, you know, we are in a private Facebook group together. I know, but I'm going to show up and actually have a relationship with you. Yeah. I, I like that. And then, you know, and then they took pictures. Here, here's, here's Eddie, Eddie. I guess my thing is like, <laughs> it's surprising to hear you say you, you don't know how you feel about it because like, I feel like on one hand, I'm not, I'm not, this isn't coming at you. I'm just saying like on one hand, you're kind of decrying the ability to put on like, 
basically like a polished version of a trans, a, a non authentic version of yourself online, right? No. And I feel like, or or that there's that there is a non real aspect of online interactions. But someone like Kanye, who's totally transparent, sometimes for the worse, sometimes for the better, I feel like that shows that the medium can be. Uh, completely transparent. I'm not saying that's always good, but I do think it offers the capability to have authentic and uncomfortable conversations. No, I don't like it. Not because of any of that. I don't like it because I don't think Kanye is okay. Like, I think this yeah. is like when uh, Britney shaves her head and all of a sudden well, he did have a breakdown. Oh, like, a do you? like, I don't think he's, I think we're, I mean, like I mean, he, he went to rehab and like, you know, I mean this, this he's been going through stuff. Yeah, I feel like he's like, to me, this feels like, and I don't, I don't know. Of course I don't know this. How could I possibly know this? But it doesn't feel like, manipulating marketing it feels like a guy who is unhinged a little bit and i sort of don't i don't love making there's something yeah i I don't want to you don't want to speculate about you know what i mean i because partly i think he just likes being a provocateur i do but something just feels this whole run the last couple of weeks with him has just felt like okay let's Let's let this guy just tuck her out because there are something. Yeah. But then again, then again, he's putting it out there and he's a public figure and we're allowed to comment and he's he's asking. Yeah, for especially it. But if been, he raises like what I feel like it might not have been the, the most well articulated point, but I feel like he was raising a valid theological you know, conflict here. Like, right. I, I, I don't think I think a lot, he, he's just articulating he's what a lot of people have thought. I just think he's missing the point. I mean, I mean, he's just saying fear and love, blah, blah. And he just misses it theologically. And he's just yeah yeah he doesn't care about that. He's though, just trying Cameron. to get a reaction. I mean yeah, yeah. for sure. But but uh, if, but if the but if the outcome is here's my thing if the outcome is more people are debating theology even if it's Kanye West that's throwing out his problem with it I think that's a net positive. Like I think I think Jesse people, is so generous on the Wednesday show. Have y'all noticed? Yeah, he's loving young Sheldon. <laughs> he's, yeah, he's, he's loving I, Kanye. I have taken out a, a large loan with Facebook, and I'm comfortable right <laughs> now with my Vegas debts at the moment. Jesse's got. He's got a soft little heart, that Jesse Carey. Yeah. On Wednesdays. Okay. Hey, well, that'll do it for uh, the first Wednesday edition of In Case You Missed It. Stay tuned. Up next, Chiwetel Ejiofor joins us. I'm a to so. You're listening to Anderson Pack. The song is Till It's Over. And you're going to be listening Till It's Over. At the beginning of the podcast, you heard Clyro with the song Forever. Well, today's debut edition of the Wednesday episode of the Relevant Podcast is brought to you by Squarespace. Whether you need a landing page, a beautiful gallery, a, a professional blog, or an online store, it's all included with your Squarespace website. Uh, creating a site with Squarespace is so easy, even Eddie can do it. It's right there. That's in the kind of rude. Copy. I'm pretty, it's, it's pretty technical. Yeah. I really have it out for you. That man. burn like from Squarespace. My goodness, Squarespace. Classic <laughs> Squarespace. Creating a site with Squarespace is a simple, intuitive process. You can add and arrange your content and features with a click of a mouse. They also make adding a domain to your site super simple. If you sign up for a year, you'll receive a custom domain for free. And see, if we had heard about this on Friday's show, we would have missed two days of productivity. By the time the Friday show comes out, you could just have a Squarespace site done. That's right. 
That, Literally. That's how I, because I understand time. So you're telling people to go to Squarespace, sign up for the free trial, get a site to, thrown together. It'll right. be beautiful. Get it up by the Friday your edition. Your free year trial could start on a Wednesday that's right. instead of Friday. Enjoy your windfall. That's right. Hey, go to squarespace.com slash relevant right now for a free trial. And when you're ready to launch your site, use the offer code relevant to save 10% off your first purchase of a website or domain. That's squarespace.com slash relevant. Squarespace, set your website apart. Chiwetel Ejiofor is a critically acclaimed actor known for roles in films including 12 Years a Slave, Children of Men, Amistad, American Gangster, and many others. And he stars in the new film, Come Sunday, which is out on Netflix right now. He was now. an American gangster? Uh-huh. That. Yep. Yeah. In it, he plays Bishop Carlton Pearson, who is a, it's a true story, who lost his yeah. church and many of his friends when he stopped believing in hell. We recently spoke with Chubatel about the film, his own faith background, and why it's so important to be civil, even when debating difficult topics. Here Jesse. is Chubatel at you for. Come Sunday has so much to it. Uh, it's about heresy. Uh, there's tradition. There's themes of doubt. And I'm wondering, from the very beginning, what was it about all of those themes and this story that drew you toward the movie? I just thought it was, um, uh, well, I thought it was, it was just you know, an incredible story, just an incredible true story. And, um, um, and just very rich in its themes um, and Carlton I just thought was such a fascinating man and this um, you know, just the experience that he went through was so challenging and interesting and uh, and pretty unique in the sense of um, of the kind of films that are that are that are out and a, a film that talks about those very quiet personal intense emotions feelings um uh, and sort of um, you know, the ability to uh, to change, you know, to um, to change your mind, to develop in different ways, to um, to uh, sort of access different sides of yourself. I just thought it was very interesting, empowering, amazing. You know, just a kind of uh, a great kind of modern fable of uh, of how you know we can we can all kind of sort of look outward a little bit. You know, sometimes. Do you have a, a personal connection to a story like this? Did did you grow up around faith or around church? I did. I mean, I was uh, I went to church when I was young. You know, uh, in in the UK. Uh, you know, uh, um, you know, we had a Roman Catholic background, and then I sort of drifted away from church actually. And I and I and in a way, it kind of um, it was the nature of sort of this experience that. Uh, was is what was kind of fascinating about coming back to these themes and coming back to these ideas that I'd had and that I'd looked at, you know, in a very surface way. Actually, never I'd never looked at faith fully as an adult. I guess is the thing, and um, and so it was really fascinating for me to come to approach faith and to approach religion, you know, as an adult again and and to reintroduce myself into that to those ideas, the ideas of um, of spirituality broadly were, uh, um, you know, were, were very sort of, were kind of not that well known to me in, uh, in, 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 you know, in my early 20s and so on and 30s. So that was, that was kind of my background coming into this was that I was reading it 
you know, in a way, is it just a kind of something that I didn't, that I hadn't for a while had a lot of connection with, and then suddenly really finding myself embracing this um, this person in this in this journey. That's cool. Did it did it stir up any? old feelings that you remember or bring forward any new ideas to sort of what faith meant to you or, or what it hadn't meant to you? I think I was just struck mainly by how um, how important um, spirituality and spiritual connection is in the, uh, in, in the world, you know, just in how, um, you know, I mean, I was, um, you know, I was born and raised in the UK, which has at the moment, a sense, a very secular sense of its identity, uh, oftentimes, and um, and and I think that this, you know, through the process of making this film, you know, I um, it, it 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 sort of allowed me to question those ideas a lot. Seeing as religion, you know, uh, certainly Christianity, you know, has, has underpinned so much of the kind of psychology. The, of the Western world, the psychology, the philosophy, the sort of interactions—whether one, whether a person says that they are religious or says that they practice faith or doesn't—you know—they, uh, without a real understanding of spirituality and religious connection, Christianity specifically, it's very hard to fully understand what underpins the society that we're in, since it's so connected to spiritual, religious, Christian you know, philosophy and, and thinking. So by way of even understanding all of our interactions, one has to engage with faith at some, at some point. Um, and so it really did deepen my connection to that understanding, just the kind of normalization of all of our relationships, uh, all of our relationships to government and to judiciary, uh, the normalization of relationships between men and women. You know the kind of partnerships that, that all of that is kind of um, is underpinned by uh, by uh, by you know, philosophically and in practice by um, by religious thinking. To tell last question, I I'm wondering sure. what is what is your hope for the movie uh, as the movie ends and the credits come up. What do you hope people will be thinking about? Well, I suppose it's the capacity to, you know, people's capacity to change, people's capacity to connect with uh, with one another, uh, people's capacity to um, to, um, to to have empathy, I think, and to uh, to engage with uh, with other people and other points of view, and um, and to find that that those similarities and those differences, and um, and to and I think one of the most amazing things about Carlton's journey is that very fundamental ability to understand what is what is your you know what is your centermost point you know what is your what is your core belief what is your ultimately you know what is what is truly in your heart you know and your mind and uh, and who you are um, and I think that's the journey you know the answer to that question I think is the journey that we're all on. And there's something very heroic about somebody, in my opinion, who um, who really embraces that journey and uh, and embraces their own their own truth. That was Chiwetel Ejiofor. Stay tuned. Up next, your feedback. 
You're listening to Snail Mail. The song is Heat Wave. Okay, it's time for your feedback. All right, so last week on the live show, we just did an Q- audience Q&A that I did not prep the people for. That was one of my favorite moments. <laughs> oh. <laughs> I was like, hey, when buddy. that... <laughs> when Elliot stood up to talk oh, to you about Elliot. his job that he tried to get here. I did. Just I did talk to Elliot afterwards I before he went and talked to Annie, of course. But um, it was uh, <laughs> he was okay with it. He's a very sweet man. I I uh, I I spoke to Elliot as well. Yes, and I, I told him my love language is saying things that are so awkward. It just completely makes everybody in the room uncomfortable. Yeah, I have had it very rarely turned around on me, and I appreciated the gesture. Yeah, and mm. he looked at me kind of blank he was like i just had an issue with my employment and like i wasn't trying to be funny <laughs> that's how he looked at me no was, really oh yeah i don't think I, his wife was like kind of no. funny and joking a- Elliot's just next level he's next level <laughs> i know? think he was <laughs> just literally airing of grievances yeah. i think he saw it as an open forum that's what i think anyway okay well the week before uh last week's live show we asked you for your best or funniest eating challenge story or endurance challenge story you guys hit us up on Twitter at Relevant Podcast. You also posted on the podcast episode page at relevantmagazine.com. Here's a few of our favorites. I, this Travis Watson, this is such a brilliant move. So he was in a fantasy football draft at Buffalo Wild Wings a couple of years. And you know how fantasy drafts get. All the, guy, all the, all the players are arousing each other. Right. And they decide at the end of the draft, they're going to do a head-to-head blazing challenge, which is who can eat uh, uh, the most of the, the restaurant's hottest wings in 12 minutes. Oh, so oh evidently, gosh. these are, are pretty hot. Um uh, the the challenge uh, started and one of them finished uh, six in 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 the minute uh, and and one of them only uh, had a couple left. Um, the guy who uh, ended up winning had a confession to make uh, a little time later after the challenge because both of them are in like real pain here from just scarfing. Down. I don't know if you guys are eating something really spicy. But 12 minutes is a long time yeah. to just keep eating spicy stuff. Did they have milk he, or sour cream or anything to help out? I, I, mean, I don't I don't think in the 12 minutes. Right. I think you have to wait till the 12 minutes is up. To, 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 That's rough. So it's a pretty intense challenge. One of the guys, the guy who won, confessed later that he t- talked to the waiter. He like snuck out, talked to the waiter and said, hey, make sure you bring mine. Make sure mine are actually mild. The waiter laughed and agreed. Why did they do this? It was just, just, just guys. Just uh Dragon rights. You know, it's like, why do you walk into a casino as the funny. whale and throw money around? I mean, you just right. you just do it. I'll tell yeah, you why. You just gotta feel special. In episode six hundred two. Yeah, I mean, you're <laughs> you're out of Buffalo Wild Wings. It's what you do. Yeah. Okay, so here's one from a girl named Christian Schroeder, and oh, yeah. it's she's telling about it. Now she hasn't done the challenge, which feels like you shouldn't really be able to see to challenge without doing it but it's the big texan steakhouse in amarillo texas they have a 72 ounce steak challenge that's unbelievable you have to eat, wait 72 I mean, ounces how many pounds is that five six six pounds i don't know six five pounds, pounds. 16 ounces to limit? a pound right i don't know um, I have no idea. yeah it's it a, a, a time lot. limit what how many liters i think a it's a, i think steak. it's like a kilometer of a steak. kilometer of steak. Yeah. Celsius. Yeah. Got it. So you have to eat the steak <laughs> and you have to eat a baked potato, a salad and shrimp cocktail. That, that's the part that <laughs> really kills me. Cocktail. Shrimp cocktail just feels like, okay, all right, I'm moving through it. Why? Oh. <laughs> yeah. yeah. And, and you either, if you eat it all, you get it for free or you have to pay a hundred dollars, which we have done oh. a similar challenge. My friend Adam and I did a challenge like that here at a place called Sweet Cece's where he had to get 
$16 worth of, if he could get $16 worth of yogurt and toppings in the cup, I had to pay for it. And if it didn't, because you know, it's by weight. And so we tried to do that too. You said, you know, it's by, because we've been to Sweet Cece so many times. Sorry, sorry, sorry. It is a yogurt place that is, you purchase by weight. Apparently. And so the goal was how heavy of a bowl could you get? And it was similar to this where, if, if he got over sixteen dollars, I had to pay, and if it was under sixteen dollars, he had to pay, and it was fifteen fifty two. No you very way. Much. But, <laughs> yes, fifteen dollars and fifty two cents. But this guy, so you have to pay a hundred dollars for this steak, and she linked to this um, article where a woman had eaten three <laughs> steaks and three rounds of sides <laughs> in one sitting. Oh, well, at least, at, and in twenty minutes, that's but, that's but, weird, right? There's okay, something but not right at least about that, right? your salad. It's the salad. I'm like, why the salad? Yeah. You know, like, well, you want to be healthy. No, I know. That's what I'm saying. Like, 72 ounces of steak. You, you got to make a loaded baked potato. You're not a savage. You got to have a little <laughs> Caesar. You got to have a little roughage in the diet. Yeah. But, Annie, I love Okay, so so that one, it's like, and even with the Buffalo Wild Wings, there's some element of competition. There's some some motivating right. factor. Right. This one from right. Jorge has none of that. There's something to it. It was just, he for some reason wanted to see how far he could go, how far he could push himself. He went to a local Chick fil A and they had a special for an entire month that for $11.99, you got unlimited. <laughs> Nuggets, waffle fries, and a drink. Mind you, there's no boat, there's no competition. Okay, right. there's nowhere in the restaurant are they challenging you to eat as many as you can. It's just a this is deal. like the dazzle do it. This is the four dollar unlimited pancake yeah. thing at IHOP. Yeah, we yeah. made it a challenge. Yeah. Right. So he drank, he drank he drank two Powerades, one or okay. order of waffle fries, and I want a real one. quick around the table. How many chicken nuggets do you think Jorge uh, uh, ate? How long of a time period? Uh, it sounds like a normal lunch period because he's at high school. Um, kids were next lunch. to me and they wanted 30. to take a picture. I don't think he was I'm there gonna, all day. I'm gonna I go think. 47, 30. I'm gonna go. I'm gonna go one. Oh. So that oh, I win. The price right, is yeah. right. Uh, yeah. uh, uh, who said 40, Cameron? Cameron. I, yeah, I said 47. Yeah, Cameron wins. It was 64 chicken nuggets. <sighs> In one sitting. He did throw 64. up twice in the parking lot and regretted it a lot lately, oh. but 64 nuggets is a lot of nuggets, man. Wow. That's so much wasted money to puke all that in the parking lot. That's only 12 bucks. I mean, I mean, whether he would have eaten eight or whether he would have eaten 64, I mean, he's paying the same. 64, you don't right. have the mindset right. of a gambler, Annie. That's the problem. That's why I'm concerned about you. You take them for all they're worth. If they keep bringing you nuggets, you keep eating them. That's right. Did anybody read the one from PC Walker yet? No, I was reading his while someone was talking. I'm sorry. Okay, PC Walker, who I've always... PC writes a lot of feedback. I've met PC Walker at a Jesus Culture conference. Very nice. I always appreciate PC's feedback. This makes me really love this person, this man. Uh, It was not an official challenge, but in college, I did set a record for consecutive visits to a Perkins restaurant. I went 21 days in a row. As a result of being there so often and getting to know the late shift staff, I got to create a college menu for students from our university (laughs) <laughs> also, at my graduation, the whole late night staff gathered their tips for one night and put it in a gift card for him. Oh, my gosh. And then the day after I finished the 21 days, a good friend of mine began a string of 22 days just to beat me, which is something that was very rude. But I love that. Right. It's not a challenge. But I mean, you really made friends. That's something Where Taylor could you eat for 21 days in a row? Where could you go every day for three weeks? Oh, uh, I could eat sushi every day. Could you? Oh, yeah. I could eat sushi only. I bet I could go to, <laughs> to Waffle House. Oh, of course, that's what you're going to say. You're from Nashville. I go to Waffle House every day. I could probably go to Chili's every day. 
<laughs> really, <laughs> man? Answer. Yeah. Is that Makes really me true? Look better, Chandler. Thank yeah, you. Yeah, Chili's is the best. It's Dude, Chili's is underrated, man. Chili's it's, it's, is your it's a bad rap. Yeah, yeah. I, I don't think it's bad. You know, I think it's, it's like, lovely. You know, like the hipsters, like the norm core. You yes, know, like yes, it's yeah. like the ironic thing. He that's his Chili's. <laughs> right. He's yeah, his yeah, norm core. That's right. You know. Yeah. yeah. He's not going. Cameron, you were thinking so hard right then. What was your answer? Well. The thing about my personality is the thing that I love is I I don't let myself do like I could eat pizza every day. I don't have pizza twice a year. Yeah, like you, you would go. To, I love I could it. Eat pizza every well, day because when you order pizza and you've shared this, you, you will eat the pizza, the entire pizza. Right. Like yeah. I don't. I don't. No moderation. I'm all in. Right. All or nothing. Right. Uh, but you know, stuff, burgers, buddy. fries, pizza. I could eat every day. No, mm-hmm. no yeah, question. No I, in real life, Chipotle. I'd yeah. get I'd get a salad bowl every day for 21 days. Yeah, no problem. I had an experience at Taco Bell the other day. I was I pull up to the drive through and all the prices were just so cheap. Like they had so many deals going, yeah. and I was like, "No, I'm not going combo Loaded here." Up. Loaded and up. And I just went, I just went kind of a la carte and was getting like weird stuff that was only a dollar. I had a gigantic bag full of food, and I think I spent seven bucks. <laughs> and it was I came home to a feast. Like I just laid it out on my table, and I looked at the variety and assortment of Mexican delicacies, well. and. I was like, wow, this seven dollars bought me. Well, this is le- what, a, legally, what, a, what, a, what a time to be alive. What a country. What, Do you ever FAA look at rules, that bag? Legally, we can't say Mexican, you know, or like yeah, or delicacies. Yeah, yeah. Or delicacies. You, can't, you can say Mexican, but you have to alter the spelling. Yeah. It's like, yeah, yeah. I did air quotes as you were talking. So All right. yeah, okay, yeah. we're off the hook. Then. Off Jesse, the hook. do you ever look at that bag from Taco Bell and then literally ask yourself, like, how is that going to fit in my body? <laughs> yeah, your the human stomach is the size of of your closed fist. FYI, right? Yeah, you clench your fist. There's well, your stomach. How much did you buy at Taco Bell, and how did it fit in your body? Oh man, I mean, if I were to just like compact all the bean <laughs> and stuff, I mean. <laughs> It's got, it's like four softballs, I think. Yeah. <laughs> oh, man. All right. Well, that'll do it for your feedback. There's a lot more where that came from. You have to scroll past the live show stuff, but if you want to join in, go check it out. Yeah. Okay. It's time for this week's editorial question of the week. Well, earlier on the show, we got talking about the hedge of protection. Not necessarily the fear of God one, but the hedge of protection one. Right. Which is uh, a which is a very porous plant that can easily let logs and things through. That is not that. <laughs> a light wind. A light wind. Would reveal <laughs> it's not really the a, fact that you're crouching behind it. Yeah, that's right. Uh, so it got us thinking about other Christian cliches that maybe are don't make sense, right. problematic, uh, right. just kind of, huh, yeah. that's weird. So hit us up on Twitter and let us know your Christian cliches that have always made you go, huh, that's weird. What does that mean? Uh, why do yeah. we say that? I, yeah. I feel like everyone had an experience when they were a kid when you when they were like, yeah, you invite Jesus into your heart where you can't help but picture at that age. Like, is there a tiny Jesus like right here? Yes. In my is chest? Jesus like, actually that, that, living there? Yeah. 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 Uh, hit us up on Twitter at Relevant Podcast or you can post your longer uh, huh, Christian cliches <laughs> at uh, <laughs> on the podcast episode page at Relevant Magazine. I'm going to be so com. broken reading these. I can tell already. <laughs> oh, it's going to feel <laughs> so bad for you. Mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah, Traveling mercies, a- Annie. Traveling mercies. Okay. Yeah, thank you. All right. Well, that'll do it for our first experiment of a Wednesday episode of the Relevant Podcast. So now I go home. Many <laughs> thanks to our guest, Chiwetel Ejiofor, <laughs> for joining us. Make sure to check out his new film, Come Sunday. It's on Netflix now. Um, and also thanks to our uh, sponsor for making the episode possible. You can go to squarespace.com slash relevant for a free trial. When, and then when you're ready to launch your website, use the offer code relevant to save 10% off your first purchase of a website or domain. So easy. Even I can do it, right? 
That's right. It's so easy. Squarespace. And literally, Squarespace. It's so easy. Even Eddie can do it. That's their new tagline nationally. I don't know why. It's hurtful, but you know, I respect them so much. I love Squarespace. I'll take it. Yeah. Hey, the brand new issue of Relevant is out now. Uh, Tune into Friday's episode for a behind the scenes look at the new issue featuring Aubrey Plaza on the cover. She's uh, kind of leading a conversation of of the mental health moment that we're having in culture. And also uh, it's, it's packed. Um, We, uh, we have, um, I mean, Beth Moore, we have uh, Charlemagne the God, we have Coin, we have, I mean, I, I guess Charlemagne well, the God article is yeah. very good. I, I love it. It's uh, just, it's this so is, tune in tune in to Friday's episode of the Roman Podcast for more of that, of an uh, audio experience uh, of the new issue, or you can go to relevantmagazine.com. You can view it now and uh, subscribe while you're there. I think you'll like the, you know, the print edition. It, it looks really good on your coffee, coffee table. So I would say pretty. 15 yep. years in, this might be the best cover we've ever designed. Mm. It's beautiful. Yeah. That or Mace. Yeah, it's awesome. awesome. The old, the old Mace cover. Oh, we were really proud of that at the time. <laughs> 2004 was a big deal. All right. I don't know. We'll wrap it up. I'm Cameron Strang. I'm Eddie Koffoltz. I'm Jesse Carey. I'm Annie F. Downs. And I'm Chandler Strang. We'll see you on Friday. So I just sit here. Is it ever gonna change? Am I gonna feel this way? for listening to The Relevant Podcast. If you like what you heard, be sure to leave us a review on iTunes. Check out other shows from The Relevant Podcast Network in the podcast section at relevantmagazine.com. And while you're there, browse exclusive podcast merchandise at our online store. Make sure to subscribe to Relevant Magazine. Info is available at relevantmagazine.com forward slash subscribe. And yeah, all of a sudden the red hat came out and so did dip it to do to poop. Relevant Podcast Network.